not that I'm against these things. It's just that they're new to my lexicon. lexicon. Yeah. And uh, I don't know whether to be offended or not when someone talks to me. So I just take the stance of be offended and yeah. then apologise afterwards. Not wrong with that. Mm. <laughs> well, this is genuine. They're so nice to be in the same room. Piss baskets. Um, are we ready to go? Yeah, baby. Why not? <laughs> Let me get my intros. I've uh, already recorded my intros oh, just wait, in case wait. I go to pieces. Liam, you're lagging. You need to buffer your... I'll get the fuck out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's begin. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Every Bastard Number One Ever, a big list where we look at what was seen to be best, giggle at them, and set phases to destroy. So, let's streamline musical history. Who's with me? Replying in the script of the film version of this intro is the love interest, played by Owen Wilson on the silver screen, but in real life has a nose that looks like an actual nose. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Craig Lowe. How are you doing, Craig? Whoa. <laughs> I was trying to get you to do an Owen Wilson. Yeah, I was trying to think what... Whoa. And over there, it's the sultry one. Surly. Sultry. Distant. But knowing and cool. Cast in this role, a young Ali Sheedy. But in, re <laughs> but in real life, this Ali Sheedy has a penis. Is there a doctor in the house? Yes, there is. It's Dr. Liam Maloney. How are you doing, Liam? I don't think I've ever been... Uh, yeah, I don't have the, uh, the dandruff of Ali Sheedy in the <laughs> Breakfast Club anymore. Because uh, of my receding hairline. <laughs> For full rules and regulations, please go to episode zero. But for you here now, well, I've cranked up the heat and I've tipped the remnants out of the pan in way of a jus. <laughs> Craig, Liam and I get a collection of three number one singles, which we will discuss individually, but review and decide upon as a three. If we deem them worthy, all three will move into our new music pantheon. But refusing entry to the pack of three number one singles brings a level of peril as we were contracted to place something as replacement into the Pantheon. And this, this replacement, will be a randomly chosen number two single. So, for instance, if you've got one great number one single and two that are a bit meh, well, if you bin them, you could end up with one of those number two classic tracks like... Charlotte Church's Crazy Chick. But you could also get a reet stinker like Who Let the Dogs Out? by the Baja Men. Choose wisely, lads, or we'll look like a set of cretins. Dr. Liam. Do you think custard is a jus? Custard is a jus? <laughs> is custard a jus? So, Matt, is it now time to name the machine now we've discussed it... the fact that custard may or may not be a jus? Indeed. Okay, so the machine du jour is... And today's machine is... Tamstrad Archer! <laughs> there she is, looking down on a sleeping satellite! <laughs> and other tracks. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to her album through first lockdown. Oh, I'm sorry. It's good. All right. It's good. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> Is it is it go time? Shall we kick off? Let's do this. So, as per usual, this is episode 11, I think, we're on mm -hmm. right now. Um, in that case, we're going to hand over, as always, to Mr. Craig Lowe. 
why, thank you. Uh, my first number one of the week is unique number one, number 131. That's the 131st number one in our pantheon. Oh, early moment, then. Okay. Just for you newbie listeners. Uh, this was number one for a grand total of three weeks in the year of our Lord, the 7th of December, 1961. 61. Now, Tamstrad, can you give me any further information with this? Would you believe it, but it is a twist. Because as has already been discussed multiple times on this one, we fall into the classic argument, is it a Christmas number one? Ah. Ah, okay, give us dates then. It was number one on Christmas Day of 1961. Oh. But, unfortunately, the official number one was Danny Williams' Moon River. Classic. Okay. Banger. So, uh, if you can think of what was a runner-up, to... So this is going to be Christmas number one, what, uh, eight? We're flying question. through the Christmas number one. I know, so. there's a lot, they come around very regularly. <laughs> Every year, in fact, some would say. I am moist. I love it. If I were a tower of strength, I'd walk away. I'd look in your eyes. Is it someone we should know? No. <laughs> <laughs> This is Frankie Vaughan with Tower of Strength. Oh, fair dues to him. Uh, for what it is, for an early 60s pre-Beatles track on the charts, it's not bad. Yeah? It's not bad. It's just not great. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get that brass tacks in the kitchen of distinction. Whereabouts are you? Uh, I think Unmoved? I, un, uh, yes, I'm firmly sat at the kitchen table. What the is the default hand. position from which you start in the kitchen of distinction? I think you need to be equally... Equidistant. So, equidistant. so you've got the bin, and then you've got whatever in you deem in the kitchen is opposite <laughs> to a bin. Bread bin. You think bread bin? Well, you put something into the bin. Fridge. Okay. So you buy food, you put it in the fridge, and then you get rid of food and you put it in the bin. So <laughs> Food waste! Food waste! <laughs> Welcome to the 20th century, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a tile or two closer to the bin because it has not moved me. I am not moistened by its presence. I like the horns. Yes, it has a very nice horn section. Mm. And I'm the sucker. Who doesn't? Things. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we continue? <laughs> Let's please continue. Uh, this is unique number one, number 229. It was number one for four weeks on the 19th of January in the year of our Lord, 1967. Uh, Fuck it now. Tamstrad, anything for me? No, not nothing. a sausage. So, nothing for you to guess there other than... We're firmly into Beatles era. Take that as you will. It's not the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Lulu? I, if, in fact, if you can't get this within half a second, I'll be shocked. Oh, so it's uh, hardest intros around in the world. Here we go. Gauntlet has been thrown. Let's begin. Oh, it's uh, it's the uh, believer monkeys. Yeah, I'm a monkey. Is, I am a believer by the monkeys. Oh, it's got, got sacked off yeah. rapid. Yeah, no, do, we, yeah. Do, do you want me to continue it? Yeah, yeah, go on. Let's have a little bit more. Let's dance. Come on, mate. Of course, Fast and Furiously covered by Smash Mouth for the movie Shrek. Of course. Uh, yeah. I like that song. That That is, that falls into 60s classic territory. Okay. Yeah. What's your view, Craig? I love the monkeys. I think they're great. I think... Uh, it's a band that I haven't delved deep enough into. I've yeah. listened to many of the albums. I've listened to all the singles. Uh, they are great. 
Epoxy horse shit. Next. <laughs> a bad Beatles photocopy, and I fucking hate the Beatles. Says so we're, we're right in <laughs> saying. <laughs> There's so, my internal monologue voice. <laughs> this, is, this is the first disparity in the kitchen of distinction. Liam Liam is taken a good step to near the bin, and Craig is near the, the fridge. Yeah, I'm, which I'm we've decided. Firmly, sort of. In the process of shutting the fridge door, I think. Ooh, at this oh point. my god! So nearly going on two. Nearly going. Not on tempted. Two. No. Okay. Gosh. Okay, so for my third choice tonight, we have, wow, literally hovering around the sixties once again. Oh, uh, this is unique number one, number one hundred and fifteen. It was number one for three weeks in the year of our Lord, nineteen sixty-one, the second of March. That is. Get out of the sixties, lad. Come on. I can't. I'm so, in the and 60s. we're early sixties. We're pre- yeah. pre-Beatles again. Take them for that what you will, but you will have heard of this act. Uh, Tabstrad, what have you got for me? Frequent listeners will know that means this is a double, double A side. side. The much maligned format. Shall we find out what it is? Let's do this. Good luck. Is it the Everly Brothers? It is the Everly Brothers. One was nice, one was a twat, <laughs> now they're both dead, how about that? What song is it? Don and Phil Everly there. Uh, <laughs> this is Walk Right Back. I, I'm, I've, got, I've got nothing about yeah. that, that's just exactly... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Backed with ebony eyes, which could, quite possibly, be slightly racist. <laughs> 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 have, you re- have you researched it and no no you, you've, you've just A-side. you've just jumped to the conclusion yeah. that it's take, about take it's 1961 <laughs> <laughs> okay right um craig how do you feel about your three uh you know what i think uh for me the monkeys i'm a believer is a good enough keep to be paired with anything really at the moment i think that deserves above anything else to be in the Pantheon and I think that the other two are inoffensive enough to let it in the door. I think the Everly Brothers are of relative importance as well. They influence they influence so many of the beat groups through their harmonies. But do we need more than one of theirs in? Come on, come come spin the wheel with me, Matt. You know I'm gonna bin here, so like (laughs) do that. I mean you've 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 shed daylight upon magic right there. So you we've got one keep from Craig. Yeah, Liam, you're binning just because you think they're. I, I think shite. the the chances of there being something better as a number two is highly likely. But there's always a cucumber. Oh, well, no, cucumber is, castle is possibility. Yes. Yeah, you can get to cucumber castle territory. Yeah. Can you get to cucumber? Castle? <laughs> I hate to disappoint you, Liam. I'm keeping. I'm afraid. Ooh, I'm okay. keeping just because. The Monkeys, that is a genuine 60s classic. We're going to go through so much 60s dreck that this exactly. bin is going to be it? filled. <laughs> no, 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 I think, I think why, it's... Uh... Why, why not just cut out the entire 60s? We'll start the show from January 1st, 1970. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, scrap everything we've done. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of all 13 hours. It's all garbage. What, I don't know what that clicking is. We'll have to sort that out. But, um, yes, let's... Uh, I think it's me, isn't it? Time to move on. Right, okay, so welcome, welcome, welcome to Matt Disco. Uh, this is uh, unique number one, number eight 
109. Wow, a, a firm old jump from. Are we in the 90s? I would say we're firmly in the 90s. Got it. Okay, cool. Tamstrad, do we have anything on this song? Let's find out. It's Christmas! What? It's been... And as frequent listeners will know, if we ask if we ask the machine after the number, it's usually a one week wonder. <laughs> um, this is very much so a definite Christmas number one, and a song I think we'll all have opinions. Can on. we get a, a year for this? It was number one on the week, the week of the twenty sixth of the twelfth, nineteen ninety eight, which ninety eight. Christmas number one for 98, Craig. You're good with this shit. You should nail this. It's got to be the Spice Girls. Beautifully done, (laughs) sir. And it is the Spice Girls with Goodbye. Best Spice Girls song? Spice Up Your Life. Incorrect, it's two become one, but fine. (laughs) This was the first post-Jerry single. Ah, shit. And it appears, lyrically, to be about her. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. It's not about her. I suspect her of being a Brexiteer. Oh, she is, she's, she's turned out to be exactly what we expect her to be. She's married she's F1 married, boss she's a, yeah, Christian uh, Horner. Christian Horner, the head of Red Bull racing team. Ah, right. She shows up on the F1 TV show that's on Netflix once a season. That's about it. Right. She stays in her palatial estate. In In her cocoon. Yeah. Anyway, they didn't last too much longer after this. This was their... Well, they only actually had two records, didn't they? They had two albums. Three. 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 Did they do three? They did. They had Spice. Spice. They had Spice Up Your Life, or Spice World, it might be. Uh, And then they had had a third one with with the four of them. Because I can remember the cover, and it had a little gold ring. Is that the, not Spice? Uh, oh, no, that's not Spice. Well, let's find out. Let's do a quick um, confirm. He is correct. Also, if you look at the wiki page, it says the Spice Girls are. Yeah, because they reformed Sons Victoria. Yeah, yeah, in 2018. What a loss. And How it, are they uh, ever going to get their harmonies now that Victoria's not there? With her thin as a crisp delivery. Um, I don't think she actually sings on anything. Uh, she uh, sings on that Dame Bowers track. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about Dame Bowers in the coming weeks, I'm <laughs> Do sure. Do we have to? <laughs> anyway, this was uh, the Spice Girls' third consecutive Christmas number was one. Was it Dame Bowers or was it Beddingfield? It was Dane Bowers. It was Dane Bowers. Yeah. No, no one's allowed to duet with Bedingfield, apart from his sister, who is the same person as Daniel. <laughs> never, never seen, never, the, never same seen the same room. <laughs> um, so, just for, for clarity's sake, so Spice comes out in 96, Spice World comes out in 97. As does the film. Um, <laughs> straight in there. And Forever, you are correct, Forever. comes out in 2000. And that's the one that has Goodbye as the final track. How weird. How ominous. But, the single comes out as a Christmas number one in 98. Yeah. It's quite a long lead time for it's a record. It's probably the that. best ballad on the album. It's like, come on, we can get three in a row. Because it, it comes out in November 2000, so it's like two years from Goodbye to Forever coming out. That's kind of a long time. That is a long goodbye. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's tacked on the it's bonus track at the end of the album. It's been sat on it oh. for ages, they've got to fill it out. Yeah. It's like one of those deluxe edition stickers on the front as if it's something <laughs> fucking special because there's a th- two-year-old song on there. Anyway, as I was saying, this was their <laughs> third, third consecutive number one single. They were the first act to do this since the Beatles. It sold 380,000 copies. Gosh. I'm not a big fan of this song, so I am, I'm, I'm relatively unmoved. 
I'm going to check you. It's the second of three consecutives. Oh, is it? Yeah. But they'd actually managed um, five consecutives from wannabe up to too much of something. Is not it's something else. It's something else. <laughs> Anyway, so... Yeah. I don't know why I'm clocking you on your, your spy skills knowledge. Hey, listen, it's facts. Someone's got to. Someone's got to. I was going to combine those words then into a portmanteau and then I came away from that really quickly. <laughs> anyway, let's leave the smell of Vagisil behind <laughs> us as we move on to number one number. 1,180. One, one <laughs> oh, give him a jog. There we go. Oh, All right. <sighs> Prepare yourself, boys. Um... Tamstrad, do you have any information on this number one single for us? It's been... These songs are terrible, honestly. And that last one is because we don't have anything for a charity don't yet. don't have a charity, so it is a Simon Cowell, mm-hmm. or a, you know, X Factor Pop Idol, blah, blah, blah. It is a one-week wonder. Yeah, gosh. And it is... Charity. A charity single. I might go out on a limb here. This, by the way, sorry, this was number one of the week of the 10th of December, 2011. I'm going to go out on a limb here, knowing what we've had before. Oh, so they tried to go for a Christmas number one and missed. And missed. Is he going to be, did he do like a war is over with all the X Factor contestants or something like that? You are half right. So the bit you're right on, Craig, is the fact that it is I'm on a star the X Factor finalists 2011 to follow where you are. with a cover of Wishing on a Star, the, uh, the beautiful Rolls Royce ballad. So is there anyone famous in this year? To um, well, to put it this way... Sorry, let me it, turn that off because I was getting drawn it, in by this. It was... It, fuck the video. roster was bolstered by guest spots... From by JLS and One Direction. Well, that's just cheating. So it was a week, a week X Factor year. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the this Rolls Royce original gets the Band Aid treatment from Cowell and his cronies as the X Factor finalists 2011 pout and paw through this insipid reading. In fact, Liam, just throw us on a little bit. Just, just. Oh, you seem so sad by this, Matt. I think I'm going to say this is the worst song we've talked about. And we've had we've had black eyed peas. Are you watching the video? Right. While you're watching the video, the video I think's worse. Yeah, the makes video it is worse. Grim. Uh, the troop of wannabes filmed manhandling disabled children in monochrome and slow motion. So it's comic relief infomercial. No, it was all proceeds went to the children's charity Together for Short Lives. Wow. Leave that in the room for a minute. Um, yeah, this is. I'm, I'm going to say that's that's the worst. But it's for charity, so it's laudable, and we've it's, got to love no, it. No, 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 that's no, that's that's the great thing about doing this music revisionist history. It ain't and no, the slightest. It's, it's Cal going back to the well though, because that's where we started with those sort of shows, because they would release like an album or a, a single with everybody on it to but see. Everybody can have a go before we have a winner, and then get into 2011. Popularity's waning a bit. We're only probably a year or so away from Rage yep. dethroning. That's true. And oh, was so that not before? It might have been. Was that 2009? 2009, I think it so, was. Yeah. So, yeah, it was... We're grasping at straws trying to get anything to stick. So. It's for the kids. Yeah. It's for the kids. It's for them daft kids. Rage is 2009. <laughs> 
Yeah, so what do you think? My, my, I'm pinning my colours to the mast here. It's the, it's the worst song we've discussed so far. Uh, Black Eyed Peas front set because at least this has the. I hate the Black Eyed Peas. I know, Peas but as well. at least this has the the um, saccharine charity melange pasted on top of it, where you can't really criticise it because it is so well intentioned. And note the air quotes on well intentioned. Whereas at least the Black Eyed Peas is just fucking. Well, as we've discussed about the Black Eyed Peas, they have the talent to make something good, but they go for lowest common denominator on everything that they do. So anyway, that's that's another discussion. But I am, I'm going to nick a phrase you two have used. I am stood in the bin. Ooh. Feet are wet. So what were the three again? Remind me. We've oh. only done two. Oh, gosh. What was the first one? Spice Girls, goodbye. Oh, ooh. A weaker spice, sort of like a... Yeah, but... A, a paprika. I use, I use a lot Not of even smoked. I use a lot of smoked paprika. <laughs> I've got into Harissa spice so hard these days. Anyway, um, yeah, my Let, favourite spice girl. Let's move on Harissa. to you. Harissa spice <laughs> before, before spice <laughs> before this turns into the off-menu podcast. Let's move on Welcome to back to the spice rat. Unique, <laughs> unique. That's what we do when we finish with number ones. We just review. The Spice Girls, independently. Yeah, I, I think this is for the Patreon show. <laughs> your favourite Spice. Your favourite Spice. Uh, unique number one, number 876, oh, lads, is in front of us. 876. So, yeah. are we into the 2000s yet? Nah, I think we're back into the 90s. 99? We're just into the 2000s. Ooh, this was number yeah. one. I'm on getting there with these numbers, you the see. The 30th of August, 2000. This spent two weeks at the top spots. Hamstrad. Any more information on this one, please? Let's just fucking dive straight in. Thank you. Ooh, uh, you know the song. It's Westlife and Mariah Carey. Bloody hell, he's on this It certainly is. It's uh, it's the great meeting of minds. It's yeah. the uh, it's the island in the middle of the Atlantic. The best, the best that we can produce, and the best that they can produce. Covering a Phil Collins song. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'll state this from the off. I, I quite like the original. Um, Mariah Carey released a solo version of this in the May. I believe only in the States. I'm not sense. 100% sure about that. But So she'd obviously hooked up with the lads to bolster sales over here, one would imagine, yeah. or vice versa. I don't know. Haven't we had this tune already? Didn't we have the Steve version of it a while back? <laughs> you have a look at that. I'm not 100% sure if we have. I mean, Yeah, we've already, I think we've already, no. Because the original didn't actually make it to number one, did no, it? No, because you really needed to sell lots of records to get to number one yeah. in the 80s. Rather than just four pretty lads and a big rack. Well, this is it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone... There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we in the UK, so we didn't get the solo version. We got a thrill-seeking, souped-up, excito version with Hard Cox Westlife joining for top billings. It really is dark times. Bit of a wiki fist on this. As of November 2021, the song has sold half a million copies in the country. It is Westlife's sixth biggest-selling single, and that is as interesting as it gets. Poor old Spice Girls get in the bin. Aww. Where are you going, Craig? Oh, the bin. In that case, my vote doesn't matter, but I would bin. 
Spinderella, which means, dear listener, that the mouth of the Pantheon cannot be left agape without us placing something into it. And as I reach in and ratch around in the bag of number two singles, what do I pluck out? Will it be an absolute classic? I I almost get the feeling that we've had some absolute belters. (gasps) What is it? So Crockett's theme. Is it Harold Faltimeyer? It's Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer! Crockett's theme! <laughs> oh! From Miami Vice 2. Justice! Justice. So we've had I'm genuinely quite You're happy, happy with that. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah. We could have had a Westlife of Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately, we didn't. Boo. Oh. You know what so, that means? It's me. It is. Okie dokes. So, my first number one is unique number one, 445, and let's see if there is any more additional information about it. It's been... Yeah, it's a singular week wonder. Um, This was number one for one week only, on the 20th of October 1979. So, 79, peak disco... What are we thinking, chaps? Oh, you've got punk, you've got new wave in the mix. Well, there. I don't, I don't think they ever. They were very few that hit the top spot. No, they were, no. they were stark in the charts, but very few that hit the top spot. Um, I don't know, Liam. Let's dive in. If Craig doesn't get this in a heartbeat, I'll be surprised. It's video oh, video killed the radio star. Yeah. Wow. One of my most hated pieces of music. <laughs> This was just at a point I was about to say, another classic, yeah. another really important marker yeah. in pop music history. I, I teach it every year, um, but I absolutely hate it. I cannot stand Trevor Horn's vocal in it. That kind of weak, like, faux transatlantic accent. Um, I think it's a novelty song in swanky clothes. Yeah, it is. Um, and I prefer the original version. Oh, oh controversial. Ah, yeah, go, go back. Go, no, Bruce no. Woolley. Yeah, yeah, go back and to the, the, camera the long club. pod for that one. Yeah, I remember you playing that. It's really interesting. I kind of dig it. I think um, the original had kind of more legs and was less novelty than the Buggles one, but I also, you know what, one, I fucking one, one of the biggest songs of all time. The other I, one nobody's heard. <laughs> well, they were in the same band, I didn't realise. Yeah. And then they split. Anyway, it's all very boring. But um, I, it's more new wavy, more rocky, that original one. I kind of prefer it. It's more interesting. And I absolutely fucking hate the album cover. For... <laughs> I mean, nobody's listening to the Buggles album. Come on. Well, they had several several hits of which I can name none. Um, I just I absolutely loathe it, and it grates and grates on me. I think it's really novelty. It's fine. It's it's pretty much in the fridge at this point. It it's what you call it. it's it's one of the bits of factual knowledge that you need to enter any pub quiz, which is what was the first song to be played on uh, MTV? Buggles, Villio Kill the Radio Star. That. That is its importance writ large. If you hate the song, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Well, let's move on then. Because um, apparently I'm not winning this one. (laughs) Unless unless there's a Celine Dion-sized Titanic hit coming. Well, let's find out what's next. So the next one is unique number one, 563. Um, Miss, Miss Archers. Let's find out what we've got. Oh my oh. god! Have we all had one? One each. It's a Christmas one special. Each. 
a Christmas triple. So this is first number one on the 28th of the 12th, 1985. So this is the first Christmas one that I encountered as a child, as a baby. Oh, Should yeah. we find out what it is? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shake it. Shaky the Welsh bastard. I, I, of course. Why is a Welsh rockabilly star making a Christmas number one? I find it baffling. But it's one of my preferred Christmas number ones. It, the whole... It's cute. The whole shaking Stephen's experience is, is weird. Mm. A kind of Welsh Elvis knockoff. Yeah, well, he even covers Blue Christmas on the B-side for this. Mm. It's not good. <laughs> As is Blue Christmas. <laughs> um, I, where are you guys in the kitchen of distinction now? I mean, the door's nearly shut at this point now. Oh, wow, so Craig's gone all in. I... Um, I'm fine with hearing this at one point in the year, and that is at Christmas, obviously. I was going to say, like, that's yeah, fine, yeah. mid-January. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's just, it's fine, isn't it? It's fine. It's, it's but nice that, oh, I think it's a really good, solid, like... Ticks all the boxes, got the bells on there. I don't think it's too irritating either for a Christmas number one. Compared no, no, to right, other stuff, right. it's you're one right. of the much easily palatable ones. Mm. Yeah, it's no proper Carimbo by Bo Selector. <laughs> Stacking it up next to <laughs> Buggles, though, it's these are these are two. He's going to do something particularly shit. Uh, I mean, you. So me and Craig, I think we're pretty much key. Yeah. But you're one, one, one win, one one defeat here. Yeah. So if this is decent, I'm gonna. You know, we might have a unanimous. Or if this is shit, we might. I might be pulling you all in with my bin oh. juices. Ugh. Yes. There's a reason that I'm not single anymore because. <laughs> Bin juices. He's apparently. tasted my bin juices. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm um, very upset. Let's find out the last one. Um, this is unique number one. 747. Uh, Ms. Archer, Ketisha. It's been so many. So it is the 5th of October, 1996. One week wonder. Anybody got any clues? I'll give you some information on this. It is there um, only, they only had one other UK chart single that hit the heady heights of number 27 and it was called Josie. Wow. That's actually not helped me in the slightest. I felt like it should do. So they're close to being a one-hit wonder. Very close, Mm. yeah. Um, Drop us. Deep Blue Something. Breakfast at Tiffany's. I mean, it's a given as geek now. I mean, it's one of my all-time favourite kind of you really reminiscences love that song? from I, that period. I, I didn't know where that was going to go. I'm sure you. I, I imagine you would hate that. I think the, you would have found it saccharine. The, the and, t- no, but the, the good thing about this show is you're absolutely bang on. I hated it at the time. I found the video really incongruent as well because it was a denimed up ginger bloke singing a, a quite inoffensive indie track, and he looked so angry. He looked so angry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so piss, absolute piss. But now I look back on it and think, ah, you know, poor, poor young Matt being angry at things. Yeah, fine, absolutely no problem with that song. I think it's awesome. Also, I learned that it's, um, it was actually written about um, Roman Holiday, not Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is arguably one of Audrey Hepburn's more interesting films. And it's written from the character of Gregory Peck at the end of the film. I, if you want to talk about this more, I can talk about. No, what we can the, do is that we, we can we and, can uh, rewrite the chorus. Yeah. We can rewrite. Yeah. The... And I said, "What about Roman Holiday?" Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. So yeah, that's why they changed the title to make it fit. Yep. And yeah, uh, but yeah, there we go. So I'm gonna guess. I don't need to really ask this, do I? No. I think we all know where we're landing. In the bin. No. <laughs> 
And so that rounds up another lovely episode of what's this show called? Every number one ever. Every number one ever. It's at this point that I would usually tell you about all our social media points of interest, including our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Patreon. Why has he got sexy voice? <laughs> it really was quite <laughs> sexy, though, wasn't it? Quite, quite, quite husky. Put a fucking tolder. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have the script with me. <laughs> So, if you do need to check all our socials, you'll find them in the show notes to this podcast. Yay! Okay, well done. <laughs> What's in the bin? What's in the Pantheon? So, into the Pantheon comes Tower of Strength by Frankie Vaughn. <laughs> still, um, still sticking by it. Still free sticking pass by it. for Frankie there. Yeah. I'm a believer by the monkeys. Beautiful. And walk right back by the Everly Brothers, which are Craig's lovely three. Matt thankfully decided, or we decided that Matt's three would forever be cast into the bin, goodbye. and that says goodbye, goodbye Good. to. All the spices. No, four of the spices. Yeah. Um, With Jerry laughing at the side of the bin. Yeah. Just flicking fag ash in, I yeah. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> flicking the bin. Just spitting in. Um, followed by um, a really unpleasant attempt at emotional manipulation from the X Factor family. It's just the worst. With the um, splint of JLS <laughs> and One Direction at the side of it. And One Direction on the other. And speaking of splints, Mariah Carey's version of Against All Odds with Westlife also heads into the bin. Thankfully, though, we rescued it with... What did we get in Rockets its place? Theme. Crockett's theme from Miami Vice 2 by Jan Hammer. Jan's Big Hammer. A slice of 80s synthy... Almost ambience. Almost yeah. ambience. I'm going to say synthy ambience, guys. <laughs> okay. oh. And then, unfortunately, the Buggles sneaked in, hiding... <laughs> in, walked in big dick-wise, <laughs> through the door, going, we're the fucking Buggles, why are we not already in here? They snuck in wearing a trench coat made of the flesh of Shaking Stevens and Deep Blue something. <laughs> to round out, I think, quite a successful episode. Yeah. No, no dire mistakes were made there. We've had not a Galway girl in sight. Craig's not opened the door to a black-eyed pea. <laughs> We've done well. Matthew? Okay, thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Every Number One Ever. And it would be remiss for me not to say goodbye to my two cohorts. Thank you ever so much, Mr. Craig Lowe. You're quite welcome. Thank you ever so much, Mr. Liam Maloney. Bye-bye. And let's play out with our song of the week, the wonderful, divisive <laughs> Boogers <laughs> with Video Killed the Radio Star. Unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why is it not making noise? Because you hate it. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.